of you joining us for the very first time this is icon or wycon the show where we break down your favorite film universes one flick at a time i am here as always with the marker to my blood oath mr cj larose cj how are you doing today oh i'm good andrew i'm good the marker to your blood oath Mm -hmm. i am what you put your bloody finger on I mean, when you put it like that, it sounds vile. Well, that's what it is, Andrew. <laughs> I'm merely a, a, a stamp pad for you to just bleed all over with your thumb. You could um, say medallion. I am a medallion. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and you owe me. I owe you. I gave you some great advice today, too. You really um, did. You really did. About offline. So yeah. <laughs> it's actually pretty appropriate. Actually, well it's done. Appropriate, yeah. That, that was the most well done you've done. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm good, man. I'm ready. Let's go. What are we talking about this week? Uh, do I get to introduce the movie this week? I never get to introduce no, the movie. No, of course not. Okay. Of course not. What are, what, what are we talking about? You tell me. Yeah, no, I'm very excited because this week we are actually uh, changing things up a little bit on Icon or Ycon. Um, we're actually going to be uh, reviewing Justin Bieber's uh, Rome tour. I, I, I didn't watch that, so I hope that's not the episode because I have no idea what the hell that is. Oh, I thought that that was Justin Bieber that was taking care of that Italian guy. No, it wasn't. That wasn't Justin Bieber? No, it's not Justin Bieber. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 Oh, so, right, right. Sorry, sorry. So the movie, the movie we're doing this week is yeah. um, Morpheus on a Hot Tin Roof. <laughs> we're doing a play. It's a Tennessee Williams play. <laughs> You're so uh, dumb. You're Morpheus. so dumb. But we will talk about that. This this Morpheus cameo is pretty spectacular. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, in all serious news, <laughs> this week on Icon or Wycon, we are delving into Jean Wick Chapter 2. I said John Wick Chapter 2. Yeah, there's nothing French about this movie. I don't know why nothing. you said that. There is nothing not a French. single Frenchman. Yeah. It's not doesn't take place in France. Not not remotely. No. Um well the colors, the color palette of the film, there is some, you know, some teal and 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 coral uh, which could be red and blue. No, no, that's the no. worst French extrapolation I've ever heard. But like, let's dive in. We're doing John Wick Chapter 2. John Wick Chapter 2. John Wick Chapter 2. And so here's the thing, though. I'm going to come out the gate hot. You ready? I I was born ready. This movie's excellent. (laughs) It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. We'll find out if it's excellent. We'll find out if it's excellent. No, dude. I love it. I love it. I like it it better than the first one. Okay. I I knew. I know. I know. But I, I, I I thought it important slow down and i just lead with my truth slow down it's fantastic no stop it's It's so much fun it's good tell okay so here we are right off the right off the bat yeah why is it better than the first one all right it's the world building man it's so super interesting 
Okay. It's so, so you're super saying, interesting. Okay, the whole so relationship like, with like we learn yes. more of the rules. We yeah, learn yeah, more yeah. about the high table. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me ask you a question. Talk to me. Okay. What's a better movie? Labyrinth or the Dark Crystal? Labyrinth. Right. Whereas Labyrinth kind of is like this weird, crazy world that we're in and like it's all character driven and like the emotional intention is clear. Yeah. Right. Whereas the Dark Crystal is just like a crazy world and all this world building and we learn more about the rules and stuff. The two movies aren't related though. They are though because they're both weird movies. Like no. weird fantasy, weird fantasy films. No, the only right? th- no, this is and this one, is a terrible one is, analogy. One is, one is character driven, and the other is just kind of like weird and funky. And that's how I feel about Jean Wick Chapter Two. I loved how fun this was. This was fucking wild. This was a ride. It was, it was very fun. It was very fun. And I and and I gotta say, I gotta give him credit because we can't just have John Wick, you know, um, like pissed off about his wife and his dog still. Yeah. Right. So the so the the way in. Well, first of all, that that first the first thing we see is Buster Keaton. Yes. Right on the on the being like splayed all over the wall in New York. And yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Like a motorcycle crash is a motorcycle crash, and then we see a motorcycle crash. Yeah. Uh, but Buster Keaton, as you know, was like a very really famous Hollywood stunt dude, uh-huh. uh, like pioneered the whole fucking industry. Um, so I love that because they're telling us right away, like, remember John Wick, that like cool movie where we like made a bunch of new shit and like just made everything really cool and gun foo and all that stuff. We're about to take that to another level the way that Buster Keaton did. And he sort of like wraps up the thing about the car, right? And I was a little upset that he was going back for his car. I was a little upset about that. I was like, oh my God, why is he going back for the fucking car? Like, this is just an excuse for an action piece. Hold on. It's not. He's got to get his birthday card. And I'm crying again. I know. So, like, right away, we're like, okay, so we remember now that John Wick has actually changed. Yep. Right, by, by Helen. Um, so I love the first the first action scenes, right? And then we find out, we meet, um, what's his butt? What's his name? The villain of the movie. Um, Santino. Santino, right? Yeah. Uh, clearly a parallel with Sonny Corleone. Totally. Right. Um, and we find out that John Wick owes this guy something, and he's like, no, I can't do it. I'm I'm still here. Like everything is like making sense. Uh and he like also, blows up his house and he doesn't and the dog lives. So like I'm totally on board with everything so far. My and I love that again, I love that we have a new way for him to get back into the thing. Yeah. It just feels like after he burns down his house, it's a little too revengey. Do you remember that show on ABC Revenge? Yeah which we both loved. Yeah. Right? But after a while, though, it was kind of like, oh, get to the fucking point because it stopped being character-driven and started being the Dark Crystal. What an interesting take. Okay. All right. Go with me on this journey, if you will. 
have so, to. I, I don't. I really don't. You don't have, have a choice. It's kind of what the yeah. show is. Yeah. yeah. So go with me on this journey. So I, I think it's fascinating that you see it like that, and I think it's. I say this all the time, and I really stand by it. I think it's really interesting that a piece of art can affect two people completely differently, because what I saw was he finally finds his way out. Right? It's like enjoy your retirement. Yeah, we think it's over. We think it's over. And then uh, the marker comes immediately after. Like, and, and me, I love that it's right after he buries – he finally buries his past. And he's just going to live in this house with the dog, right? Yeah, and it's then looking good. It's, it's looking, looking good. good. And then he refuses the marker. And now he knows what refusing the marker means. He just doesn't think that Santino is going to come for him. Cause he, right away. Yeah. He thinks that he, what for whatever reason, he feels that like, uh, you know, he he might feel like, I mean, he's the boogeyman. Why would he do that? There's going to be some. He knows there's going to be some retribution. He just doesn't see that it's blowing up the house right in that moment, right? Right, right. And what I love is, it's not interesting stuff. I think it's still character motivated. Because the whole internal crisis of this movie is the fact that he wants to get out. Everything he did in the first movie was revenge-based. Everything he does in this movie is motivated by his desire to be at peace. So every decision he makes is only for that. He does not want to accept the marker. And then he goes and sees Winston and Winston's like, there's only two rules you can't break. You can't you can't not accept a blood oath. You you made an oath. That's the thing. He came back for his favor. You have to accept that. And you know, and there's rules that go along with that. You can't kill who gave you the marker. Uh, you know, it just has to be fulfilled. And you can't hurt somebody on continental grounds. Continental right. is a neutral territory. And so, I the whole crux of the plot is set up in this one thing and i think it's a really interesting MacGuffin because all you see is like so first he's like you got to kill gianna gianna's a member of the high table i can't kill her that's another rule uh i thought that it was an impossible task i never thought that the killing a member of the high table was a rule oh i think it's a rule that you can't kill a member of the high table well then that doesn't make any sense either because because you have to honor the marker. Yeah. Well, so he has to. Yeah. So I thought he, the I thought it was impossible. Um I thought it was the impossible it was impossible to kill her because of how well protected she was. No, I thought I I I think it's impossible because you can't the high table will come after you. Okay. And so instead of the high table coming after her, him, it's Santino who wants to control the narrative about what John Wick did. Because he doesn't want anyone to know that he's the one that hired Gianna. That hired John to kill Gianna. Uh-huh. And it's a big, huge double cross. So now you have a character that is doing what he does to survive. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I and that's that's the weakness I find in the film. Oh, that's what I love about it. I I yeah. I, I, I love it. It's- I lo- I love and I love seeing the different set pieces. Of the different times, multiple assassins go in for the bounty for him. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Can we stop and say, like, is every single person we know an assassin? Everyone in New York City is an assassin. Everyone in New York City is an assassin. That, and that's that. And they all even, know Winston. Even the actors. Yes. Playing even the violin in the subway. What does that woman do violin. all day? She has what a does that gun woman do all day? Is she just violin. like chill in the fucking 34th Street station oh. playing music until oh, she gets a text? Oh, it's bonkers. Why do the people in accounts payable all have sleeveless shirts and, and why are, tattoo why are sleeves? They s- sleeveless and tattoo shirts. Yeah. Now, I will give you it's the world bonkers. building. It's bonkers. I will bonkers. give you the world building. It's it's absolutely wonderful. And again, it's, it is a very nice job by the filmmakers to say, okay, we made this first movie and boy, was it awesome. Yeah. And now we're going to try to do something different. Yeah. Inside of the universe. We're going to follow the rules of the universe. We're not going to like fucking, you know, destroy any of our characters. They're all still going to like act the same. Um, and do we just learn so much more about this assassin's creed, if you will? It's a whole subculture. It's a whole subculture. It, yeah, it's a whole subculture that is sort of existing in plain sight. In plain sight. I find it so fascinating. And I love that we got to see more of it. I love that we got to understand that Winston truly cares about John. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, Zeus truly cared about everybody. Yeah. Even though he like re- rec- wrecked, wrecked, wreaked, wreaked havoc. Wreaked havoc. Wreaked yeah. havoc. Yeah. yeah. I don't uh, know how also, he might have smelled bad too. Who knows? Also, what I think is fascinating is something that was so cool about the first movie is how they do the subtitles. Yep. Which is something they do again here. Yep. Some people had beef with that, which is oh, interesting. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. Come on. Movies can be fun too. Sometimes you just do something because it's fun. It just looks fun. It's word art. Who cares? Um, I love a good word art. Hey, don't get defensive. You're getting defensive. Oh, my God. Stop. Just talk about the movie. You're gaslighting me right now, and I'm not having it. Oh, for heaven's sake. Yes. Anyone that could possibly be gaslit by my dumb ass deserves it. I'm triggered. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, shout out to Franco Nero. Yep. So how cool is it seeing an Italian continental? I thought that was so fucking cool. So much fun. Uh, Totally added to everything, you know, in the world and the lore. And Julius Um, is totally just Italian Winston. And it's played by Frank Frank O'Neill. He's just Italian Winston. Yeah. That's that's his whole character. Italian Winston. Calls him Jonathan Uh, and everything. Everything. uh, But but his name is not Jonathan. It's John. It's John. You don't spell John Nathan with an H. Yeah, but they both call him Some people do, but I think Jonathan is like a nickname, like Soto. Mm -hmm. Like no one, you know, only no one should call, or like maybe Andrew, I guess, would be the nickname in this scenario. Only the the all-powerful can call you Andrew. Everybody else, the mortals, call you Soto. Um, But a fabulous turn. (laughs) The mortals. A fabulous turn by Peter... Serafinovitz as the sommelier. He was amazing. I love a movie that like makes you not you you not only have to know about you know the guns right, but you have to know about wine too to really understand that scene. You have to have had worked in a restaurant or worked with someone who worked or know someone well who worked in a restaurant. It's 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 the it's the excited look on his face when he goes for dessert. Yeah, it's like for dessert. Oh, it's great, and the tailor does a fantastic job. And I love, um, you know, they're they're talking about ta- they're talking about fashion the whole time, 
but like there is no word for tactical in yeah. high fashion. So he says tactical. Right? Like, and the lining, tactical. tactical. So good. Yeah. It's it's so good. And so like here's the thing though. I feel like – okay. Do you feel like he knew this was going to be a huge double cross? Yeah, bro. That's why he left all the weapons in the tunnel. Yeah, he, he prepared that, for it. Yeah. He knew that getting out was going to be harder than getting in. Yeah. It was uh, Gianna's power move, committing suicide. Yeah, but then he saves her from going to hell by shooting her in the by head. By shooting her in the head, yeah. In the end. Yeah. Or yeah. it could be like a protection of the marker. Be like, um, I actually did it. So... Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah. Because uh, – What's him? Julia's asking him if he's here for the Pope. So they're they're right. Yeah. Right. And so which begs the question, is the Pope part of the high table? Could be. I think he might I don't be. think the high table, I think you're absolutely one hundred percent wrong about that. I, I don't think the high t- table is 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 untouchable. Oh, I think you can't come for the high table. I think you can come for the high table. Really? It's like, like anything, all spared though. love like, and assassination. I, yeah, I think it's like anything. Like, you know, they they killed Vito. They sure did kill Vito. They killed Sonny. They sure did kill Sonny, yeah. Okay, no. okay, 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 okay. They killed Tony Soprano. Spoiler alert. That's how it ended. I know. They killed him, right? They killed his whole fucking family in that diner. They killed all four of them right there. I think they just shot Tony. I don't we'll never no. know. You think they no, got rid of all four of them? I think they killed all four of them. I gotta go back and like see what I think. Because you can't leave people alive, yeah. John Wick. Spoiler alert. Let's talk about one thing that drove me crazy about this movie. This Oh, so it's not your perfect little baby. No, but this fictional New York map that they operate on. Oh my God, right? They go from I, Lincoln Center down to the I, Oculus. Movies, need, it's like Die Hard with the Vengeance. There are nine million people that live in New York City. How many, yeah. and how many, countless others that live in New Jersey and in Westchester. We all know what it looks like. We know that the northbound the sea doesn't look like the path train. We, that was a path train. Well, that was a path train because they were leaving from the Oculus. I'm fine with the train that they were on. They said northbound C in the voiceover. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, it said northbound C. I was like, oh, and it says you. the MTA. Yeah. If you notify the MTA that it's New Jersey Transit, you're so right. Yeah, no, they filmed it on the path train because it's attractive to look at. But like everybody knows New York. Well, New York is yeah. New York. We've lived there for a long New York time. Is New York. We, we know, yeah, we know. Yeah, we know New York, yeah. Um, I did like the fact that right right before um, he left um, Cassius there on the train, the the announcement said, "This is the end of the line." It was good. I like that. It was good. So I love this too. Like I love the entire moment of him putting the knife in his aorta and says, "If you take it out, you'll bleed out and die." And he gives him a shot. And then you find out later that that's kind of what he did with the Bowery King. Hmm? With the Bowery King. When the Bowery King shows him the scar. Oh, the Bowery King. I'm sorry. I got my my characters mixed up there. Yeah. With Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. And Lawrence Fishburne. So. Who's in the movie. Who's in the movie. And, you know, Keanu and Lawrence Fishburne were in the other movie together. It's so satisfying. 
especially when he says, you won't remember, but we met a long time ago. Yeah. And you were like, get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> it was so for the fans, so yeah. obviously for the fans. You have but, you have a choice to make. But they introduce an additional assassin subculture, and the Bowery King, yeah, the is an underground people. crime lord. He runs that ring. Yep, yep. I do find it interesting that like everything in the in this world, no matter what it is, costs one coin. Yeah. Like Cassius, I'm saying Cassius, it's not Cassius, it's Cassian. Cassian, yeah. Tips the bartender with the same amount of money that it takes to get John Wick to the Bowery King. Yes. I mean, he's a great tipper. Yeah. They pay more stuff for other things, though. You see him pay for like all the goods he gets. Yeah, like the big stuff. Yeah. But like everything else is just a quarter. Well, I think it's a, I think it all, it's like fake money. I think it all like means stuff. Oh, are you, are you, what are you talking? Did you write? Did you read the the novel? The no, I didn't read the novel, but I think I think <laughs> the, I think that one coin that's like your River Sticks coin. The I novelization. Think it's How did you feel about the shocking lack of Aurelio in this movie? There's not enough John Leguizamo. Well, I think that there's just enough because that's who he is in this world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hopefully we'll he, see more of him in the next one. I wish he factored into the plot more only because he's so good. Oh, my God. John Leguizamo is great. He's really, really, really good. Everything he does is fantastic. Now, I, I miss him doing stage shows. I know. They were so good. I think it was like 2018 was the last one he did. He's overdue. Was it 2018? I saw that one at the public. I saw it before it transferred to Broadway. Whatever one was at Studio 54. Yeah. Latin History for Morons. Yeah. Such a good piece. Delicious. One of his most serious pieces. More serious. Yeah. It was still very funny, but it was, yeah. it was so good. Um, we digress. We digress. So here's the thing. How do we feel? We have all this epic world building. I was so touched and so moved by all the world building. Um, the whole final sequence with the mirrors – and Ruby Rose and and with Santino. Yeah. And that whole that's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. It's all from Enter the Dragon and Conan the Barbarian. Is it really? Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I think it's the Barbarian. Could be the Destroyer. Anyway, it's the Conan movie and Enter the Dragon. Um and it, it all goes back to um really, if you think about it, Polonius and Hamlet. Talk to me. So Polonius is hiding behind the curtain, mm-hmm. right? And then Hamlet stabs him. Yeah. And that was sort of what they borrowed, what Enter the Dragon and the Conan movie borrowed from was that oh, idea cool. of lurking and not knowing where the, where the villain is or where your enemy is, um, but using your, uh, your senses, so to speak. Um, but the mirror bit is all about reflection. I mean, did you notice how many fucking reflections there are in this film throughout? Oh yeah, so many. Yeah, everything's a reflection. Sure, and it's 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 John Wick. I think you're right. Like reflecting on his life as he goes through this, and why he makes the ultimate decision to break the rules. Yeah, because he's like he's played it out in his head. He's like Doctor Strange, right? Like there's a yeah. one in fourteen million chance that he survives, and it's certainly not going to be waiting out. Santino, because he's going to send more people out. And this is his chance. Yeah, that's it. He's got the yeah. one shot. 
Santino and and the, and Santino was so arrogant about it too. That's the thing yeah. that fucked me up. He was yeah. so what confident. He, what he didn't realize is that John was not throwing away his shot. Well, John is out of fucks. And the thing was, the first movie, <laughs> he was completely out of fucks. And the thing about the first movie is he followed the rules and some shit just befell him, right? He followed the rules and Helen dies anyway, senselessly, uh, right? Uh. And then he just wants to live in peace and then fucking Yosef ruins it and he has to come out of hiding and whoop some ass to prove right. a point, right? Right. And the whole time he's following those, he gets the, the whole issue. Well, I would is, say it was to prove a point, but it's for closure and catharsis. Yeah. 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 And then, so at the beginning of this movie, he's just like, no, I did everything. I'm in my victory lap. I want to just live out the rest of my years in this house with this dog and my memories. That's yeah. all I want. And Santino won't allow him to do that. And the nope. whole movie sort of revolves around his struggle to live within the rules or break the rules. And uh, what does he get? The, the risk an, uh, analysis. What does he get from breaking the rules? What does he get from following the rules? Because the lesson you learn in this movie, every time he follows the rules, he gets fucked. Sure. And that's why at the very end, like he finally gets to that point. He has survived all of this mess, two movies worth of mess, and yeah. has been dragged back into this lifestyle. And at the very end, Santino's going to like – be a dick and just be like, you know, you could live here for a long time and not eat the same thing twice. Boom. Yeah. Well, he also like saved New York and the high table in the end, right? Because Santino was such a douche. Well, and we knew he was going to fuck everything up. Yeah. yeah, he was going to fuck everything kill them up all. for everybody. So like John Wick did them a favor. But I think this is why you can't kill a member of the high table because it's the high table that puts out the contract on him at the end. No, it's Winston. No, Winston excommunicates him from the Continental Services. And that's what Winston explains at the beginning. And he's like, my rules are excommunicado. The high table has a different set of rules. If you don't follow the marker, you will get dispatched. If you mm. kill the person that owns the marker, you will get to Like the high table yeah. manages the rules of being an assassin. Winston manages the neutral territories. I see. Well, in any case, because he's excommunicado – Winston gives him an hour. Yes. So no one can touch him for an hour. For an hour, yep. That's why I think that the high table rule doesn't hold. No. It's not no one can touch him for an hour. It's he no longer has neutral service territories. Or he no longer can use any of their services that they provide for an hour. Right, but he doesn't use any services between the time that he leaves the flash mob and runs away with the dog. All I will say is, as far as you know, currently. Oh, okay, right, yeah. The okay, hit is yeah. out. The hit is out on him. And that's why the hit is already out on him, and he knows it. And that's why when he goes to see him, he said, why am I not dead yet? And he's like, because I haven't allowed it. It's a little muddy. It's muddy. It's clear to me, but I, I'm, I'm here for the like – I think this movie, rather than push forward with a John Wick narrative, I think this movie sought to really expand the franchise into interesting territories so we can meet more people and learn more things. And I think mm. that's such a big success about it is that it, it had a different commitment. The yeah. first movie's commitment was to John. The second movie's commitment is to the universe. Yeah. 
I agree with that. And I think that's so fucking cool. Um, I agree with that. And one more thing that I loved, that I love, 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 loved. I loved how they communicated. How Ruby Rose's character was mute. Uh, you didn't like that? I loved it. I, I love, I love that there were whole sign language sequences. Yeah, I mean, John Wick knows sign language. Yeah, it's cool. Come on. They're, what they're saying Enough. is, but what they're saying is that learning ASL is a is a elite thing. Do you know what I mean? I learned ASL in fucking forty five minutes at a Holiday Inn in Arlington, Alexandria, Arlington, Virginia. You are full of shit. ASL is so fucking hard, and it changes all the time. Um, I met a deaf years. girl when I was a sophomore in high school, and found another deaf person, and said, "I need to learn sign language tonight." And I learned enough to communicate with Sandy from Eden Prairie. You're full of shit. I'm not. You're full. You did not learn enough sign language in 45 minutes. I won. It wasn't 45 minutes. It was much longer than 45 minutes. It was the whole night, but I did. It's an I've entire got, got a, language. I've got, CJ. I've got a letter. I've got a letter from her to prove that we established a relationship in like two days. I learned enough to communicate with her. Are you sure? Absolutely. Are you? No, no, absolutely not. That is so inappropriate. You can ask ask Amelie Thurston, Sven Ekloff, uh, Emily Morris. You're just making up names. None of these people are real. Look them up in my yearbook. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. My yearbook is right over there and all those people are in it. And I'm going to take photos of them. DJ, as as you did it. You did I'm going to do it on the break. I'm going to take photos on the break. <laughs> you didn't learn enough sign language in Bro, one I night. I, le- I learned no. the whole alphabet and I learned the, all of the intros and I learned all of the compliments and I started communicating with her. Absolutely. 100%. I'm not lying. The, the phrase that I'm taking issue with is that I learned enough sign language to appropriately communicate with somebody who is hearing impaired, like yeah. in one night. No. Yeah. yeah, 100%. There's no way you learned enough. It's the word enough. It's the use of the word enough that's rubbing me the wrong way. What is enough? How is enough less than all of it? It's an entire language. That's like me doing one night of Duolingo and being like, I can speak French. No, it's not. It's not the same all. thing. It's the same as you could learn. You could learn enough French. You could learn enough French in a night to communicate with someone who speaks French. I could learn enough to be like at an, enough enough to be there. You go at an eight-year-old's communication level. Yeah, sure. That's all I needed. The rest I did with my charm and good looks. I, I'm I'm done. We have to take a break. This is ridiculous. Well, on the break, maybe you could learn some ASL. You know, CJ, this is one of our pandemic traditions that I'm so glad we were super consistent with because I really am starting to see the results of all of our work on this podcast. It's pretty great. Now, where are you seeing results, Andrew? Like in your midsection, um, like in your your chest area, where where are the results happening best for you? Because I could use some. Listen, my chest area is on fire, but really it's because my heart is so full from all the engagement we've been getting on our social media. I mean, I'm talking to – I'm talking to people on the Instagram. I'm talking to people on the Twitter and I want to do more of it. The 18 listeners have really started to engage. Uh, We appreciate you. We see you. Uh, we're very excited to have you. Yeah, so I think that, Andrew, where can where can the people who may be 19, 20, 21, where can they find us? Listen, at Icon or Ycon, both on Twitter and Instagram. 
and we have gotten way more active than we ever were. So remember those 15 episodes where we kind of lied to you about communicating with us? They're, it's true now. We're actually there, and we want to hear from you. So I say go for it. Just do it. Yeah. Log on, log in, trip out. <laughs> back to the show. And we're back. We are. The argument spilled into the break. I got my yearbook. Andrew believes that the trip happened. Uh, we, we, I did remember that Sandy could read lips. So that current, that probably aided me. A little, in sure. Our, in our communication. Yeah. But it doesn't change the fact that I disagree with your point about sign language being for the culturally elite. I think it's silly that John Wick could speak sign language. I think it's awesome that John Wick could speak sign language. No, it feels a little deus ex machina to me. Of course he can. He's got to be able to communicate with that woman. Ruby Rose is not mute in real life. It was a total choice. Talk about the character. I was like, CJ, she's been in so many other things. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. All, all joking aside, I'm sorry I ever doubted your skills. I know you are one of the most intelligent people I've ever met. And that oh. was, it's true. It's true. Oh. It's true. Like, like you said, off, oh. panel, off panel, you really guided me in a very helpful direction. Um, and I, and, and I, think, I think it's helpful to really embrace those skills that you have and really find a way to focus those skills into and channel them into something really energetic and fulfilling. And I think the best way to do that tonight is going to be to answer some ephemeral questions. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And Andrew, this, I, I don't know if you knew this, but um, this is my favorite part of the show. I break it down every week with you, bro. We are a great team. Working with you is a dream. <laughs> and in this one, we saw Larry Fishburne and Keanu Reeves reunited, but it made no sense. <laughs> They're both amazing, so I'm on the fence. Did the pieces fit or was that plot thread just shit? But man, was I excited because they reunited. Hey, hey. That was some of your finest work. First of all, did not see, did not see reunited being the song. Yeah. Um, happy for the return of the song. Missed it last week. Uh, well, you know, Last week was a special case. It was right? a special we case, had yeah. to We had to honor. We had to pay homage. Um, but there really is no music no. in these films, right? Like the music – and when I say there's no music, I mean there's no um, like music inspired by, music from the motion picture soundtrack, right? There's definitely like a nice musical bed. Mm -hmm. I mean the, the main themes are, are fucking great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just thought, like, what did I take away the most from this movie? And it was really <laughs> the fact that they reunited Keanu and Larry, and, and boy, was I excited about it. It was very exciting. Uh, what worked about this movie for you? You know, Andrew, a lot. I mean, I, I, you know, you came out of the gate hot, and I kind of wanted to, you know, put you in a place, put you in your place a little bit. You pissed on my um, fire. Yeah. 
Let me piss upon your fire. <laughs> there, there, there's a lot that really worked. Um, I love the way that they make these movies. Mm-hmm. The uh, craftsmanship, yeah. the long takes, the live stunts, um, the gun fu. In this film, you know, the director said that he uh, he wanted to make a rock opera. Um, and boy, did he succeed. The really color did. palette in this film is breathtaking. It's gorgeous. You know, it's like every time that there's something happening to John or around John, like the colors of the movie and the lighting match it uh, shot for shot. Different, different uh, DP on this one. Yes. Uh, than the than the first one, um, but I think it's I think it's wildly successful, and uh, I, you know I do love the fact that they went in a little bit of a different direction but stayed consistent. Did you notice that the museum, right? Like all of the statues, all the the gods are in a museum now, mm-hmm. and we're like looking at new stuff. Like new stuff is happening. Like we we fucking burnt Mount Olympus to the ground, and now we're gonna like go in a different direction. It, it's uh it, 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 fascinating it's cool it's fascinating yeah it's really, really cool i love the way that the movie is made that's what worked the most for me uh what worked for you i touched on this in the last segment but um it's the emphasis on world building i i just really loved that there were so many bold swings in design that yeah. just just for the sake of giving you something interesting because that's the thing like when a choice has no identity it really drives me insane but when a choice has such a bold identity and it forces Mm. me to look at it like just just the fact that everybody in accounts payable is like a a a pinup girl pinup biker chick a pinup biker chick with the sleeveless button down and sleeves and and did you notice the um the card like the the spades and the hearts and the diamond tattoos on their hands yeah like there's a gambling element that we're supposed to take away from that that's very very cool the technology that they use in accounts payable is like a dated technology yes you know it's all those green like apple two c's you know typewriters and and typewriters it's it's very good so you have phones so you have that and then you have the Bowery King and this world really fascinates me because they their whole aesthetic is to look homeless. They're mm. the underground crime ring. Yeah, and then the eyes of the city. Yeah. And then you realize that it's all fake. None of them are homeless. Nope. Like and then he puts on his silk robe and, and he already has a full on map with what's happening because they know everything that's happening. Right. Um, I love that. But then you have like – He's like, I need a favor. And he's like, seven rounds for $7 million. Like, that's yeah. all you get. And that's, that's, yeah. his, that's that was his... stupid. No, it's romantic. No, it was dumb. Why? Because John Wick uses his seven rounds, right? And then the man who needed a gun then proceeds to go and take the guns off of everybody else, which he could have just done in the first place. No, it's romantic. It's operatic no, it's, in nature. I loved it. Stick. I love it's a detail. It's an artistic flourish, CJ. Yeah, I didn't like it. Oh, I, I thought it was super I, romantic. I, I, I do agree though with the you know everything. It was bold, and they you know were forcing you to look at it. And I'm gonna make force you to look at my yearbook photo. Oh my god, I'm not even talking. 
which oh, was bold, and I'm forcing you to look at it. First of all, this vest is everything to me. It's suede! Oh, you're not wearing a suede vest in this picture. I'm wearing a suede vest, and I think what I want you to do, Andrew, I want you, I'm going to send you a photo of this, and I want you to post it on okay. our social channels so everyone can see it. It's because gonna be... it's bold, and I'm going to force them to look at it, and we'll see if, they, if, they're, <laughs> if they're happy or not. Yeah. Why are you shitting on me so bad tonight? <laughs> all right, all right, all right, fine, fine, fine. You have opinions. We celebrate them. What didn't work about this movie for you? Well, I, yeah, the thing that didn't work the most, um, the whole crux of the film is Santino needs John Wick to come out back out of retirement to honor his marker because he needs – John Wick to perform this task, right? Mm -hmm. That may be the easiest kill of John Wick's career. It takes no effort on his part whatsoever. Yeah, he just goes through the catacombs and he's kind of there. He just goes through, he's got a key, he walks right through. At one point, he's like standing on a balcony when Cassian and, and uh, the sister are walking through the courtyard. If either one of them glanced up to the right, they'd see him. Mm -hmm. So in a movie that like follows the rules really well, I think that it's a misstep to have it be such an easy task for him. And I realize it's not the final boss, right? Like no. I realize that it's, it's the just MacGuffin. A, it's just, yeah, it's just something that has to happen. And she like just accepts it. Um, it's hard for him because, you know, they said, uh, you know, at one point we were friends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, but for, you know, that was, I would think that was the thing that stood out to me is the most like, oh, come on, guys, we're better than this. We're the John Wick franchise. Okay. All right. We're the franchise that gave you gun foo. Totally. 52 year old Keanu Reeves kicking ass. He looks amazing in this movie, too. Killing fucking Russian dudes. Patchy beards never looked sexier. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Just a little disappointing. It's just disappointing. Okay. I didn't hate it like I hated the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, that piece of shit. You know, but I mean, could have been better. Good. Okay. Could have been better. Okay. You know, they fly now. Uh, what <laughs> they didn't fly now. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did work for you in John Wick Chapter D? Chapter D. All right. This is a tough one for me. Okay. Um, a little convenient to have the Bowery Kings emissary there. Sure, because there right are there, right, right there, there where we needed him to be. Yeah, that's. I mean, because there are actual homeless people in New York City. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I, I want to know how John knew that that homeless person was not a real homeless person. Right. That was that was a little bit uh, okay. Okay, it was guys. almost like he teleported there from 66th Street down to fucking Wall Street. Like, why is he sitting there? That's just his post. Does John know this? Do you know what I he mean? Must. He and must. If, and if John knows this, why has he never enlisted the help of the Bowery King before? At, in the movie? Yeah. To this point? To this yeah. point, yeah. Like, it's just like an emergency thing. It just seemed that was, that was a little Deus Ex movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, For and sure. Then they, and then they introduce him, and it was just one of those. He's like, "Oh, Lawrence Fishburne in this like five minute scene. We'll learn more about that later." You know, like right. It was very much. We'll see you in the next movie. Yeah, we we can't tell you. We can only show you. Yeah, um, you know, 
but I love the pigeons. So, who doesn't love pigeons? And you know, pigeons get a bad rap. Do you know it's funny? I took an ornithology course in college. Pigeons and I don't doves. Feel like that's appropriate to talk about. It is. Pigeons and doves are genetically the same. Nice. Doves are just pure white. Yeah. Well, oh, here we are. I know. Back in America. Yeah. It's a branding thing. Yeah, sure. I get it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, does this movie make your desert island top five? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, okay. it's great. It's fucking great. It's uh it's a movie I definitely want to watch again right now. It's fun. Yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's absolutely excellent. It's not better than John Wick. You but you don't have a passion for the sequel. You know I'm like this though. I know you do. I, I really love a sequel. I know you do. Yeah, yeah. I know you love the sequel. And I love the sequel too. Yeah. I love this sequel. Um I and I do think it's I do think it's Desert Island worthy. I think that there's there's a lot of really really fantastic everything in it. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so I'd say Desert Island top five status grunted. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. Before I did this rewatch, I would have never put it in my Desert Island, similar to the last John Wick. And then I watched it. I was like, oh, it's just so fucking fun, and it it um it's in on the. I'm joke. Sorry, can you come closer? Can you come closer to the computer so I can hear you? Because. Oh. You're working without a microphone tonight, so I just... You waited till like the literal last 10 minutes of the episode to, patience, to bring this up. Patience, patience is a virtue. I was waiting. I knew it was coming. Yes, I, <laughs> yes, I left the cable to my microphone in the other hotel I was at last week. Yeah. You left your heart in San Antonio. In San Antonio's. So, but no, um, you made me lose my train of thought. Uh, I just loved that the movie is in on the joke. Yeah. You know, that the movie, it's fucking fun. It knows it's fun. And it knows it really, really goes, it, it more than dips its toe into bonkers. Like, it's got a full up to your calves in bonkers. Like, it's yeah, a little it's ridiculous. Shit. It's crazy ridiculous. But it's so fun. Everyone is so unusually beautiful. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's a ridiculous collection of beautiful people. Santino, uh, Ruby Rose. Don't even get me started. You have Common as Cassian, yeah, and Lance Reddick as the concierge. Two of the most beautiful men I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, Keanu. Oh my God! Everyone's so pretty. It's just let's not get let's not get off track here though. Let's keep Sorry. talking about the movie, not just the superficial aspects of it. I think that's part of it, that the casting was beautiful. That's part of it. We continue. We fight on. You're trying to make me look shallow for thinking people are beautiful, and you're the one that just said you learned enough sign language in 45 minutes? Listen, continue, but let's let's not get off the rails here. I'm not even I'm not even about to be censored. It's beautiful on the inside, too. Shut up. Come on. All right. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready for Andrew? Andrew's tired, everybody, because he takes he usually takes the bait like, you know, if fast. Yeah. Um, but that was record time. That was record time. <laughs> 
All right, you ready? So for- offended. I got so offended immediately. Immediately incensed. Livid. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. You are not letting me have anything tonight. This is the theme of this episode. Like, Listen, you kept not- me up until 9 p.m. Pacific time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you pay for that. You are not budging. It was worse when I was on the East Coast. We had to record super late when I was on the East Coast. At least no, it's better for me when you're on the East Coast. Oh, it's wait, earlier how, in the night. That's how time works. It's earlier, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so Oregon, right above California. <laughs> but if you're looking at it from space, <laughs> could be below. <laughs> oh, if if to all of our loyal listeners, they understand that I'm just really dumb about certain things. <laughs> <laughs> Like two things. You're talking about two things. There's more. Right, what is next in our <laughs> the, show today? The RBQ. It's time yes! for the RBQ. Ladies and gentlemen, the honorable Ruth Bader question. All right. Tonight's RBQ. Fix it. Did you say dicks it? I, I said fix it. Fix it. Yeah. Okay. So fix it. Take what yeah. didn't work. Uh huh. And fix it. Well, okay. As much as I love the the weaponing up montage, mm-hmm. I think that we need to figure out a better way than giving John the key to the fucking palace <laughs> to get him inside. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that if he's gonna know that the sister is gonna take that secret meeting and be in her dressing chamber alone without her bodyguard, her ward, her ward protector there. Tell us why. Mm-hmm. Right. And make it really difficult, not only on the way out, but on the way in, because it gets a little, yeah, it's just a little, little too easy for him, you know? And I think that also he's been hit by cars so many times yeah. That we've just so, sort of come to accept like John Wick is like impervious to broken legs. Kind of like Black Widow. Um, right. Right. Should be dead. So just, yeah, just make it harder for him to kill, to, to, to satisfy the marker. Okay. Because that's the MacGuffin of the movie, as you say. Yes. Tis. Tis. So that's, that's what I would dix it. <laughs> What are you going to fix? So uh, we have to have an interaction in act one with the man that leads him to the Bowery King. We have to, Oh, we, nice. we can't yeah. learn. Yeah. We can't learn about the, it's too late to learn about the Bowery King and he gets to that contact too easily. So I think there has to be, what I would do is, that Bowery contact is at the bar in the Continental. Oh, right after the right Cassian after. Fight. So that so that scene is with uh, Cassian. Uh, what is Ruby Rose's character? I just keep calling her Ruby Rose. Aries. Uh, Aries. Yeah, the scene with Cassian and Aries when they're there. I think uh, the Bowery's sort of the Bowery King's side man is at the Continental. And and they right. have some sort of exchange. Something. Something. And he tells him. Um, some, I'm going to need the, you. The, well, there might be. Or that the Bowery King's man like reaches out to him and be like, 
you might need to find friends elsewhere. Like something that starts that beat. Yep. Sure. I like that. And, that's, and that's sets fantastic. him up that he's going to be at that post something. And I think if we can, if we can tie that beat, cause it's just, it's a big data dump for act three and it's such sequel bait. Right. Because all we get out know. of that, all we get out of that sequence is that he's saved for act three and he gets a gun. Right. Which he doesn't need. Which he ends up not needing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit silly. It's kind of like they included it because they got Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's what I would do. That's what I would do. Okay, I like that. Thank you. Yeah, that's acceptable. Uh, Unlike your outfit. For those of you listening right now, I look amazing right now. <laughs> and you'll have to take my word for it. It's a black tank. And, and I am- it's... I don't think it's ever been worn better. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. See, I I break you down, right? But then I build you back up again. It's like you're pledging me. Mm, Yeah. We talked about how you gaslight me already in this episode. And now now (sighs) you're showing showing the people what you do. (laughs) My true colors. I'm I'm also wearing black, though. I'm also wearing black tonight. I got the memo. Yes. What is your special award? Okay. So my special award for Jean-Wic Jepdaldi <laughs> is the Losing Your Virginity Award. Okay. Okay. Because when you lose your virginity, right, it, it, it in and of itself is cool, right? It's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but like... It goes better than even you expected it was going to go, right? Like you have this buildup in your head the whole time of like, ah, and then it happens and you're like, ah, it's like, it takes it up a notch. And that's, that's what the sequel does. Like, you know, it's going to be good because it's John Wick, but it's a sequel. So you're kind of like a little nervous. Like you don't know, you know, going in, you're like, is it going to be good? Is it going to like mess something up? But like it delivers. It really does deliver. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's you, John Wick, chapter two in the corner. Yeah. Nailing Losing it. your virginity. <laughs> Isn't the lyric losing my religion? Yeah. That's what that song is about? No. Oh. Not at all. Oh. I'm, why am I so confused? I'm not sure. Maybe have another 10D. <laughs> Maybe. What's your special award? My special award is because I want to spend time on it. <laughs> Go ahead. As you said, a little bit too easy to get to Gianna. Sure. Right. As I said, a little bit too easy to get to the Bowery King. Yep. Right? Um, I think it's fascinating that the huge fight – with Cassian manages to go through the window of the uh, um, Continental. Yep, they fell downstairs, but somehow made it up to the balcony. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just there's uh, there's some convenience things that happen in this movie for the sake of awesomeness. Um, but I like the because I want to, and this award is specifically because instead of fixing any of those things. That really wouldn't have taken a lot to sort of thread. Like a good script doctor would have been like, okay, well, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. Instead, we spend a lot of time 
on this weird as shit rock performance at Gianna's coronation. Yep. And she gets so much screen time. And I thought, surely she's an assassin or something. No, violence in the subway. She's an assassin. Who is this woman? Yeah. Because I want to. That's the special award. Yeah. Because I want to spend time on it. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know what? After watching how fun the movie was, I was just like, he committed to that aesthetic. She was a thrilling performer. It was captivating. Everything oh, for I sure. saw was captivating and thrilling. There yeah, well, she goals. also sort of explained his reflection, mm-hmm. right, and his the morality in this completely immoral world. So she's a, she's a very solid character. Yeah. In a movie that, you know, is not as character-driven, in my opinion. Yeah, well, it's okay to be wrong, CJ. I'll wait for that. <laughs> is this movie an icon or a Y-con? <clears throat> it's an icon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely a full on. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's just so bonkers icon. and ridiculous. Like he went for yeah. it. Yeah, but it's it's it, this it, on this show we talk about movies. Mm-hmm. We talk about films and we talk about their merits and we talk about their demerits and we talk about the mistakes that they made and the successes that they achieve. And this movie hits on more than it misses significantly. Yeah. So by that measurement, flaws and all, it's an icon. And I'm super excited to see what they do next. I agree with you. I think this film's a total icon. It's like you said, it's not perfect, but boy, is it gorgeous and interesting. Yeah. You know, and well, well assembled. The assembly of it is exquisite. Yeah. And Justin Bieber is absolutely fantastic it's in it. Stop. <laughs> It's not just a fever. Um, no, this movie's absolutely an icon. Um, I'm excited to see the third one, and then uh, we're gonna have to come back to this franchise because they're releasing four. But maybe yeah. maybe we'll wait till they release five. Maybe we'll circle back after they release five. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll go back to the future. Ooh, perhaps. Right. Right. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Anywho, Did I'm you. really proud of us. I think we did it. Absolutely. I think we had a very lively discussion. and As uh, usual. As usual. And uh, next week we'll do uh, John Wick 3. Parabellum. Parabellum. I'm pretty sure it's Parabellum. Oh, I know you're right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they do that song. It's quarter song? after three or four. I'm a little drunk and I need you now. No, that's not the, Oh my god! <laughs> Why did I walk into that? <laughs> right in, man. Oh. Right in. I rang the doorbell and you came in. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. All right, dude. For Icon or Wicon, I'm Andrew David Sotomayor. I'm CJ LaRoche. Look to the social media for my 12th grade yearbook photo, and we'll see you. Next time.